Whole Being, a podcast on wholeness with Ariane and Maximilian. Hi, everyone, and welcome. Hi, everyone. Welcome. How are you today, Ariane? I'm doing well, Max. How are you doing? I am doing excellent. I'm really excited. We already had a bit of a chat, uh, so today's topic, I think, is going to be a beautiful journey for, for all of us to take together. Yeah, I'm excited to explore this journey with you and with all of the listeners. It's quite a pertinent subject at a very, very pertinent time in history where we're being asked, or at least many of us are being asked, to change our worldview. Mm-hmm. So, so true, yeah. Yeah. And I think that just like anything in history, right, we are evolving and we're growing. So why not take this opportunity with all of this shifting that's going on in the world? Why not take this opportunity to adapt a new worldview? That's the subject of our podcast today. The subject of going from the theme of needing to fix, fix ourselves, fix our well-being, fix one another, fix the environment. So taking that theme and shifting it to simply being, simply experiencing, and simply exploring and savoring life. Yes, beautiful. And I think it already feels like there's so much freedom that comes with this, with this this shift in, in a person's way of thinking and also in a, in a person's way of being. Um, and I think we both can certainly attest to how incredibly liberating it is to move from this constant state of wanting to fix things about ourselves and feeling the need, you know, feeling obliged to to fix something about ourselves because maybe everyone else in our environment has been has been teaching us that that there is always something that needs fixing um or maybe there is something within our broader environment where we feel like this needs to be fixed but i think there's a there's a very important question that comes with all of this this desire to fix yourself or others or the environment itself and that question would be how can we be certain that that is actually something that we are supposed to do Oh, yeah, totally. Especially when so many things are kind of looking like they're yeah. falling apart. <laughs> this is a great <laughs> this is a great time to ask those questions. I love the the word explore. I think this is a really beautiful word to bring into these types of conversations we're having. So let's explore the theme. Let's explore possibilities. Let's ask deeper questions, kind of like what you're doing right now, Max. And for example, when I think of, okay, do I really need to fix all of these systems at place? Do I need to fix my health and my well-being? Do I need to fix other people? And these quote-unquote issues that I'm seeing in the world, is that something that I'm here to do? And when I really feel it out, the whole expression of me says, why don't you consider being and allowing and exploring life and savoring life? And when I take that on as truth, when I allow myself to really hold that perspective as my truth, I experience incredible relief. And this is feedback. And I really encourage people to take that feedback when it comes, (laughs) to really listen to it, recognizing that we have our truth within us, we don't have to seek outside for our truth. And when we get that that type of feedback, what a beautiful thing it is to listen to it. Yeah. That relief makes me feel yeah, that relief makes me feel so good, so alive, so relaxed, so connected to life. When I contemplate a life of, oh, maybe I'm here to really savor and enjoy and appreciate and explore this incredible world and myself. Yeah, the feedback system is a really beautiful we're in a constant state of feedback, aren't we? Yes, absolutely. And, you know, we can, we can see it if we just look at ourselves in the mirror, for instance. It's, it's become quite noticeable for me that so many of us, we're dealing with misalignments in our physical body, you know, whether it's 
it's shoulder issues or we have lower back pain or we feel like we're we're slumping to one side more than the other all of those are indicators they're part of this this beautiful feedback system that you're talking about and i find especially things relating to the spine whether it's the cervical spine or further down the lumbar spine whether it's the shoulders uh, that are such an integral part of our posture as well many many of us we have these these misalignments that really show the burden that we're carrying day in and day out and these burdens that we carry on our shoulders and on, on our backs they start out as something non-physical they are to begin with our beliefs for instance that there are things that we need to change about ourselves there are things that we feel like we need to do about the environment especially right now when aside from from covid-19 the environment is the number one topic that everyone seems to be talking about and those things can put a lot of pressure on ourselves and that pressure will eventually f- be felt by our physical self too because our physical self as you know it just responds to everything that our non-physical self is is dealing with mm-hmm. and i find that is exactly what we're seeing you know i just need to walk through the through the park or through the streets of downtown and see how people are moving and how people are holding themselves up there are so many burdens that we all carry and it literally wears us down it wears us it wears our bones down our cartilage our our joints and we begin to feel it through chronic pain so this aspect of really listening to our beautiful feedback system and at least beginning to allow ourselves or give give ourselves permission that there is nothing that needs to be fixed there is nothing that requires fixing in fact doing the opposite just allowing it to be as it is allowing yourself to be as it is that is how we let go of this burden that we placed on our shoulders or on our backs in the first place. Yeah, and someone might say, well it can't be as simple as changing my perspective and listening to feedback and embodying this sense of relief that comes along with all of this. It can't be that simple. But really, it is that simple. And we've touched upon this on some of our other talks where the simplicity of this is almost unbelievable it's almost yes. hard it's hard to really uh, conceive or imagine or allow because of our hard wiring to make things so complex and this is why i encourage people to be playful this is also something i i like to bring into my day to day bringing an element of play really does lighten things up yeah it can be as simple as changing perspectives and depending on how much we wrap our value and our self identity <laughs> around that other perspective the other perspective of you know i need fixing the world needs fixing and i can't really enjoy life until xyz is accomplished you know until we can really give ourselves the space to consider an alternative that very simply and very availably <laughs> serves us it's ready and waiting it's right there we don't have to do anything i don't have to do anything to reach for that perspective and there's going to be people who who might uh not um agree with that but um yeah i would encourage a playful and explorative attitude with this because it is that simple <laughs> we can practice embodying it gradually and slowly a little bit at a time because for some of us it might be quite a drastic change i kind of went in and out of it myself so this way of being this wholeness perspective was presented to me was actually through umax earlier this year and it challenged so many of my old perspectives and beliefs and there was a part of me who was really not wanting to even 
go down that road because I thought that it would require so much work and it just seemed impossible from that old perspective. But I gradually let myself dip my toes in that water. And then one day I was like, no, I'm really going to, I'm really going to embody this as truth. And suddenly and very instantly and spontaneously, (laughs) there was such a shift. So my shift of perspective changed everything else around me and out there in the external world. And because it was so beautiful and palpable, and because that sense of relief was something that I deeply craved, my body needed it so badly, my nervous system was ready, (laughs) so ready for that sense of relief, I needed it. (laughs) It's kind of hard to go back, you know, once you get a really good taste of it. Yes, I, I completely agree with that. It's you can literally feel that this is the the most natural state of being. And I truly believe that it is the state that we were designed to be because it is so effortless and mm-hmm. so joyful, like truly joyful, even in moments where the mind might judge a certain moment as mundane and that there is nothing special about this particular moment. But as we're allowing ourselves to simply be as that wholeness that we are without thinking about, oh, I need to fix this to make this moment even better. Or I need to fix myself in some way to make this moment even better. It is liberating and it really liberates us from all of these beliefs that we collect over over our lifetime. Mm-hmm. and our our predispositions towards everything in life including ourselves and the people around us and i i love the lightness of it the lightness yeah. that it brings to every situation even a situation that the mind would classify as something that is problematic or causing causing you grief mm-hmm it just becomes yet something else that we can actually enjoy as odd as it might sound at first, but even the things that we would consider to be negative, they change shape and they turn into something that is a lot more enjoyable than we, than we may have first thought. Yeah. There's a documentary called, I think it was, Oh, I think it's happy actually. I think that's, (laughs) that's the very simple title of the documentary. (laughs) This came out, Jeez, I'm trying to remember the year it came out. I think this was like a good 10 years ago that this documentary came out. And it was the study of happiness around the world. And the research showed that some of the happiest people were in actually very undeveloped parts of the world. And the most unhappy people were the ones that were doing the hustle and the grind of the modern of modern society. And they went in depth and really looked at the two lives of these two different ways of being and these two very, very different flows of life, ways of life. And it really showed me that, oh my God, it really opened up my eyes because here we think that we're living this optimal way (laughs) on the earth and we have such an efficient way of living and being and the way we work is so respected by other people in the world. but there's something that's quite uh, illusionary about all of this because according to these really thorough studies the happiest people are the ones that have very little and they're not they're doing very little too Mm -hmm. and what they have is a closeness to family they have a connection to their community they're not earning a lot of money And it's a very simple way of being and living and they don't focus on doing as the fundamental priority of their life. There's a whole other way that's far more simplified. And what this research also demonstrated was that we're pretty much killing ourselves in in these modern societies where we're working so hard, we're achieving to these really unhealthy degrees, uh, unrealistic degrees a lot of the time, and prioritizing so much about doing that there's no time to be. Yes, beautiful. Yeah. That that resonates very strongly with me and for some people what you were just describing the lifestyle that that these very happy people are living it could easily be classified as as a form of minimalism but 
for me personally, it is actually more so essentialism. These mm. people truly understand, but not from an intellectual point of view, more so from, from the heart. They feel the importance of all the things that are essential in life. Like you yeah. were saying, family. So there's the social aspect to it. But with the social aspect, I also find nature comes into it because for me personally, nature is no different than family or friends or relatives. Hmm. And I think if we, if we lose that distinction between this is an animal, this is a plant, this is a, a human being, we begin to realize that it's really just all these entities are part of our, of our social circle and our social circles are one of those essential items that can bring us so much joy and so much connectedness. And by doing so also, they bring us so much groundedness to our mm -hmm. lives. And what you were saying about basically saying it's less about doing and more about being, I think that is something that we in the Western world can remind ourselves of more often because we love a state of busyness. There's this mis misconception that if you're busy, you're achieving things. And oftentimes we tie our self-worth to being busy and productive and effective so much that if we don't achieve certain tasks, it actually affects the way we feel about ourselves when it really shouldn't be about that. You know, there's so much attachment that we put towards material things, our jobs, our titles, and so forth, when it's really just distracting us and moving us further away from this very natural, innate state that we all carry within us, this state of being, as you were saying. Yeah. Isn't it interesting how there's this tiny house, small house movement that's really mm -hmm. taking off? And I would say it's been taking off now for probably close to a good 10 years. I know it's really taking off, especially here in British Columbia. But from the research I'm doing, it's happening everywhere. And what a beautiful example of how we are changing our priorities. Yeah. And yeah. so many people looking to live out in nature now, way further up north, further mm -hmm. away from the cities. We're having this innate calling and desire to come back to this wholeness and to these fundamentals of simplicity and I don't even know if a lot of people are fully conscious of it we don't have to be we can just go and trust <laughs> this calling yeah. and this flow and people buying houses that are literally one-fourth the size <laughs> one-fifth the size <laughs> of an average home and talking about their experience. So for example, my partner and I have done a lot of research into tiny homes. You can find a lot of research and a lot of testimonials of these people on YouTube, for example, who talk about their experience living in nature in these small homes and the joy in their eyes. They're so, so happy. They have far less responsibility. They're doing less. Therefore, there's more time to be. There's more time and space and energy to really experience the things that they truly love and so beautiful i'm really so happy to see this shift taking place it just warms my heart so much and i'm certainly one of those people that also has that same calling so it's quite a beautiful time right now to be seeing this theme unfold in a very very big way yes absolutely i i too find that there is a momentum that is picking up more and more speed you know, as the weeks, as the days go by. And it is very, very beautiful to see and very inspiring too, because, you know, for some of us, we might get easily lost in everything that's going on in terms of quarantine, social distancing and so forth. But those are really just the bumpy waves on the surface of the ocean. But if we dive a little deeper, we see that the beautiful currents of the ocean are moving to in a direction that is so... It is so natural and it is so gratifying because we it really seems like we're we're now flowing more naturally in the directions that we were always meant to meant to head towards. Mm, well said. And, and 
what you were saying about more and more people having this desire to move into smaller homes, for instance, and also to possess less material things. Mm -hmm. I think that is actually something that most of us, maybe even all of us can, can relate to if we just spend a moment, for instance, thinking about the last spring clean that we did, for instance, mm -hmm. or the last time we actually cleaned up our, our entire wardrobe because we figured, oh, there are so many things I no longer wear. I'm just going to donate them. Just mm -hmm. those simple acts of releasing some of the old material things, mm -hmm. putting them in boxes and then donating them or bringing them somewhere to neighbors or friends, that feeling is very gratifying and it is very liberating too. So if we do this more often and we apply this, this concept, not just to the clothing that we own or the other material things in our homes, but we do that for every aspect in our lives, including our old beliefs and emotions that no longer serve us or that have been stuck or suppressed within us for a very long time. The liberation, this aspect of freedom that is coming through stronger and stronger is universal to all of us. And, you know, just thinking about how enjoyable and sometimes how blissful this, this liberation can be, I think it shows in itself that that's the way to go. Yeah, exactly. And you're saying this and I'm thinking of the holidays and I'm going to share with you how, how I can relate. I'm going to connect what you're saying to this subject. So a few days ago, I was thinking about, you know, the holidays are coming up and I'm, and I'm preparing for it. And I'd like to, I'm going to be celebrating with my housemates and my partner. And I was thinking of the usual traditions that I partake in. And then I realized I had a moment where I thought, wait a minute, I am fully able and capable of making my own traditions. A lot of the sweets during the holidays literally make my teeth hurt and I just don't feel good <laughs> after eating them. They're incredibly sugary. It's like ingredients that just don't really resonate with me, like the traditional sense, I would say, where it's like a lot of white sugar and a lot of flour. There's tons of wasteful wrapping paper that that's used actually the one of the highest uh, wasteful times of year is actually during christmas time holiday the holiday time there's a lot of these traditions that actually don't resonate a lot of these ways of celebrating the holidays that actually don't fully resonate with me and instead of continuing these practices and traditions this year i took it into my hands to really create my own way so i found my own way to uh, wrap gifts that's totally zero waste. Um, I'm going to be baking and cooking whole foods without any flours that would irritate me or white sugars that would irritate my systems. I'm having the courage to really feel for myself and think for myself and imagine for myself how I would like to see these holidays unfold. And it's putting an end to essentially these ways of being like I've been celebrating the holidays in a certain way for my whole life and I didn't even stop to think of what I really want and how I would really like to celebrate and bringing in a more eco-conscious way of celebrating resonates so much it resonates so much with me I just want to share it with everyone it's just oozing out of me I'm telling my family my friends it feels so good I'm uplifted and it just took a moment of me looking at myself and saying, do I really want to continue this? Do I really want to do this? I have the choice to uh, reach for a different tradition, a different way of doing things. And I'm going to take that opportunity. And so far, it's been exhilarating and it feels so good. And I think what you're mentioning about this aspect of it feels so good. Yeah. That is truly the only universal guidance system that we that we require yeah and you know we're not talking about pleasure because pleasure can be something that is very temporary and it can be caused by by even things that are potentially not not that good for us or even harmful to us but we're talking about a feeling of 
happiness, of contentment, of, of joy and love that comes from so deep within that we just know intuitively that is what is truly supposed to, to guide me. And the more we tune into it, the more we, we start to realize that all these decisions that we thought we had to, to make ourselves and all the things we thought we have to take control of, that they're actually all taken care of. And yeah. if we give ourselves permission to just allow things to unfold, we will be able to feel this, this depth of, of happiness and contentment and, and love and peace a lot more frequently and the more familiar we become with it the more it will allow us to to simply flow in in the direction that we were always meant to flow towards so it, yeah it life very very simple and i think that is something that you know especially now during this time where uh, once the holidays kick in and we actually can have we can actually choose do I want to attach myself to the busyness that comes with the holidays due to the expectations everyone has about them? Or am I making the brave decision and give myself permission to simply be and maybe for the first time truly enjoy the holidays rather than just becoming part of this busy cycle of craziness and expectations that are so hard to fulfill? Yeah, and to have the courage to experience things differently, to organize things differently, to have a different experience that would really resonate with you, even if it's something different for those around. And that yes. could take a bit of, that could take a bit of courage, you know. I have such a smile on my face because it's so exhilarating. In my heart, this whole time, I had known, I had always known that this time of year was a beautiful time of year but I always knew that I could express it and celebrate it in a way that would far more resonate with me instead of giving people gifts of like material gifts often I will even share with them my time or experiences which is beautiful uh, the foods is another perfect example and that could be very different from the usual flow that we're accustomed to so it's a beautiful yeah. Time of feeling, of asking, you know, how does my whole expression really want to express itself? And it's this beautiful inward journey where we can, touch, yeah, we can touch base with a part of ourselves that perhaps we have been pushing aside or perhaps we have not even been aware of. And it's like a journey back to self, journey back to those beautiful, simple fundamentals. And it's the ultimate journey, it's the ultimate adventure. It is. And, you know, we can really begin to discover, or as you were saying, explore what the essential items in our lives are, you know, mm -hmm. allowing ourselves to have some time to reflect and think about, is this new ultra HD TV really going to make me feel happy? Or am I just going to feel temporary pleasure from it? And in the end, it will just become something that will be outdated in two years time anyways. And not just outdated, but my happiness will also be outdated. What are the things that are truly important in my life? What do I consider essential? What will bring me true joy long term yeah. something that won't just fade away like the latest tech products for instance and you know right now is is an amazing time for that because we can make the decision and actually go the different route potentially for the very first time and see where it takes us again it's really just about giving yourself permission to just try to do things differently you yeah. know, we're not even we're not even trying to <laughs> tell anyone what they should be doing it, it's really just a gentle invitation to try something new see if it changes anything about the way you feel about yourself and others and maybe the holidays themselves 
and then just go from there and see where it takes you. It is, it is truly an exploration. Yeah. And when people begin to explore it and when they tap into that feelings of, for example, relief or exhilaration or pure joy, we can use that feedback as our like wholeness landmark. (laughs) We can use it as a, a great indication that, hey, I'm really listening to myself here. Like I can totally feel this level of expansion in my day to day. I can give that to myself. I can live that way. It does not have to be just a temporary flare here and there that I feel. And then I go back into that restriction and that contracted state that I might be living day to day. Uh, It is certainly available. It is inward access only. It's not something (laughs) we're going to find outside of ourselves. Of course, it is always an internal journey. Someone said the other day to me, instead of internal guidance system, they use the words moral compass. And I thought that was a really, (laughs) that was a really cool way to describe um, what we're talking about here. Absolutely. And you know, I think it's it's great that you're raising this too because this is something that um, over time one notices as they they begin to practice this allowance, this this simple state of being that really everything within and around us is guiding us at any given moment, and it is beautiful because. What it really means is that all we need to do in life is trust. Mm -hmm. There's nothing more, there is nothing less to it except for trusting the universal flow of life and seeing where it takes us. And for me, it's honestly been such an exciting journey because you wake up in the morning and you're happy that you honestly have no idea where this day is really going to take you. Mm-hmm. you know, we, the, the mind is very interesting in that regard because for many of us, we might wake up in the morning and we know, okay, I have to go to work. I'm going to shower before I go to work. I'll have a little bit of breakfast. And then on my lunch break, I'm going to go here. And then after work, I'm going to watch a little bit of Netflix and maybe just hang out on the couch and browse my phone. But those are things that we just put into place. Mm-hmm. It is not so much that this is something that the universe actually has in store for us. Whereas if we approach a day with the beginner's mind, as they often say in, in yoga, and we just allow things to come our way, even if it is as simple as, I don't know where, where I'm going to go for lunch, or I don't know what I'm going to make myself for lunch today, even if we just start very simple and just allow the flow to take us in that regard, we're going to notice immediately that there is so much to life, so much excitement because it's actually full of surprises. Yeah. And all we need to do is trust. Yeah. And even that one could argue is so innate within us that it is just something we we need to allow ourselves to feel. Yeah. And someone might say, well, what is the flow state? How do I know I'm in the flow state? I'll share from my perspective. Flow for me feels expansive. Feels very, very expansive. And when I'm not in a flow state and I'm trying to control things, for example, like what you're talking about here, Max, I feel contracted. There, there's tension in my body and there's a contraction. It's very hard to feel like I can open up and relax. Mm-hmm. And in this flow state, the receptivity is just, it's on all the time. It's this open receptive state. And I've experienced quite a few times in my life where I've gone through my day in a flow state. And I've always been astounded. It is so astounding to look back on these experiences and to see things were drawn to me with so much ease and effortlessness, meaning I didn't have to bend my back and work so hard (laughs) to draw things to me and to have certain experiences that I was looking to have throughout the day, throughout the week, throughout the month. It really is a state of letting go of control. There is a receptivity that comes in. 
And in that receptivity, there is this incredible abil ability to give and receive, to allow, and more most importantly, to observe. And this is a theme I think that we're probably going to be talking about a lot in this podcast is uh, being able to observe ourselves and being able to be present. There's an incredible sense of relief and ease and expansion when I'm able to be in that present state and to watch what's happening and get instead of get so reactive and heated up and trying to control things outside of myself. It's a beautiful journey. We can explore these themes. We can work with this incredible feedback system, which is everything, like you said, everything and everywhere. Nobody can really tell us how to do it. You know, I think we were joking in our last po <laughs> in our last podcast about if we are looking for certain insight, we will go and do courses and master's degrees and workshops and read a ton of books when really all we need to do is just sit back and ask ourselves <laughs> what the answer is and to receive yeah. that clarity from within. There's incredible space to for people to share which is what we're doing here, right? We're sharing our perspectives and we're exploring the theme together. And that can be very, very helpful because uh, I think a lot of people will be looking to explore this theme in their lives, but not not even know where to start or perhaps not even know that this is an option. That is very true. And I'm not surprised that that many of us don't even know that this is an option. I didn't know that this was an option a few years ago either. And in, 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 in our previous podcast, we, we, we spoke about the, the spiritual rat race that we can get into that even as we're starting to realize as an individual, we are not just a body, we're a body, mind and soul or spirit. So we need to bring in spirituality to, to a certain degree in our lives. Even when we get to that point, we might still be faced with so many challenges because the spiritual journey that seems to become more accepted in, in mainstream nowadays, even that can be very restrictive and very much focused on attaching your self-worth uh, onto the outcomes of different healing modalities or different 12-step programs that you're doing to clear your ancestral past and so forth. And even then, we can still be, despite having good intentions to, you know, for instance, become enlightened or find more peace in our lives, we can still be put onto a trajectory that actually moves us further away from this, this state that we're describing, this, this state of beautiful, simple being where we really embody that true wholeness that we are. Mm -hmm. And I'm truly hoping that this podcast with all of the future episodes will shed more light onto it. And just us conversing um, through these topics that even that will, will provide people with a certain sense and also a certain feel for what it truly means to trust your wholeness and go with the flow. Mm -hmm. And, you know, since you were sharing your, your perceptions of what it means for you to be in a state of flow. While you were talking, I, 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 I had this visual of, of someone directing an orchestra. Mm. I just lost the, the word for what that person is called. Um, like a composer or? Um, the person that stands in front of the orchestra and... The conductor, conductor the yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So when if we just visualize a conductor in front of an orchestra and they have their little magic wand that they swing around, that is a very flowing, smooth, and gentle motion that they that they do that they perform. And based on this very flowing motion, they have an entire orchestra that is sending beautiful sounds, beautiful melodies towards the conductor. And the conductor is immersed in this beautiful music and these beautiful harmonious melodies. And that 
further increases how he can flow or move his magic wand in a very flowing manner through the air. So it's this, this beautiful cycle that begins where the movements of the conductor that are so trusting and flowy allow this beautiful music to be created. And this beautiful music in turn also allows the conductor to flow even more freely and smoothly because the conductor trusts the music, the music trusts the conductor. And for me, this is something how life feels in this state of flow, that we are the conductor, but there is very little that we need to do. We simply need to trust. So we enter this, this state of flow and this beautiful harmonious music is coming from all sides and we can quite literally bathe in this very healing energy that is being emitted from all aspects of our environment. And that puts us even more in a state of flow and ensures or shows us so much more that yes, indeed we can, we can simply trust. So we begin to trust even deeper and we begin to deepen this flow state that we're in. And it's, it's almost an infinite cycle that is taking place and we're becoming more in tune with life itself by simply being and it becomes more and more blissful the more we trust the more blissful life becomes the more effortless life becomes and the more simple it becomes and the more we begin to realize that everything provides for us everything supports us everything takes care of us as long as we trust yeah and i'm thinking right now of nature nature reminds me of an orchestra everything is flowing working communicating in total total harmony in total yeah. trust and does nature need fixing do we need to come in and fix nature for it to function no <laughs> it's literally flowing with pure brilliance, so brilliant we can't our mind can't even fathom or understand the the scope of just how brilliant uh, nature is, how it functions and how it works so beautifully, harmoniously. So I totally think of um, nature as this incredible, beautiful orchestra, and we're part of it. We're not separate from it. Yeah. I suppose if we had that belief and that perspective that we're separate, then maybe we might be inclined to try and control it but yeah. from, this, from this perspective oh no i'm innately indefinitely infinitely connected to all the elements to every aspect of nature and the natural environment there is no desire not even remotely to try and control or even harm the natural environment because we know that by inflicting harm on nature we are doing the same to ourselves and to humanity. So yeah, that goes to show the importance of perspective and beliefs. You know, it's, Absolutely. I think having a, a belief system inventory, I think it's so important to have, and sometimes it might even be many times a day you're doing, <laughs> you're checking in and you're doing this, this inventory of where your belief system resides in that moment. Because whatever that belief system is, it's going to be creating life as we know it before our very eyes. So what an absolutely beautiful perspective to to have one of wholeness, one of interconnection. And it takes the whole theme of fixing, needing to fix our health or other people or the environment, it takes it away. There is, It doesn't exist in that space of being whole and simply being. There's no need for it. And all of that effort and energy we put in needing to fix is being replaced with this incredible spaciousness. It's it's yes. like life turns into this wondrous, incredible. <laughs> I would use even use the word magical. <laughs> yes, yeah, absolutely. It is magical. Yeah, it is. It's pure magic. And we talk about nature. Well, what else is part of nature? Animals. I am amazed with my dog. I'm absolutely amazed with how she doesn't take any 
there is no fixing. She isn't walking around being like, oh, I need to fix my my owner. <laughs> I need to <laughs> go outside and, and fix the natural environment for my mom or for the world. Like there's, it's just pure joy, being happiness and so much love. Wow. Of course, there's more, of course, there's space for love, right? When we're not in that restricted controlling space, love can prevail. Love has space to be and to grow and to express itself. And so does yeah. appreciation. So does connection. It's all of these things that I see the collective is hungry for <laughs> and ready for. So, yeah, it's a beautiful. We don't have to look far to see the embodiment of wholeness. We simply need to step in our backyard. Literally, it's as simple as that to see that living example. Absolutely. Or observing ourselves, for instance, in a state of meditation or, you know, as we wake up in the morning when we've just awoken from from a, from a very rejuvenating slumber that state that's when we are the closest to wholeness mm. or to to realizing and and observing that wholeness that we are because the wholeness is always within us but it is up to us to actually take the time and look within and allow yourself to feel that wholeness that you are at any given moment. Mm -hmm. And one thing that I wanted to say that just popped into my head that I find so fascinating, you were saying that, you know, as humanity, we are seeing more and more signs that humanity is ready for just letting go and finding, finding that spaciousness. Because I've noticed there's so much focus on being productive you yeah. know if you have a smartphone or a computer there's so many to-do lists now as mobile apps there's so many productivity apps that are apparently helping us to become more effective at the things that we do so that we actually end up having more time to ourselves but it's not really happening that way it's actually just so that we become more effective productive, more effective, efficient at what we're doing, for instance, in our jobs. But then when we create a little bit of spaciousness, this spaciousness is then also filled with further distractions. For instance, binge watching Netflix or other streaming services, spending a ton of time on social media, just to name two examples. And it really just shows that if we remain in this realm of, of doing we will always end up just doing more. We will become very efficient at doing things so that we can open up more time for doing other things more. But we'll always remain in this realm of doing. Mm. For us to step out of that, it does take a bit of courage. But again, it is really just about trust because through trust, through allowing yourself to feel, you enter the state of being that that's been always present, but we've been too distracted to actually sense it for the longest time. Yes. And I want to say here that it is available for every single one of us, no matter how sick someone might be or appear sick, no matter how old or young someone might be, no matter how, no matter any circumstance or label no matter anything, <laughs> it yeah. is available because some of us might say, well, you know, I'm too old to, I've lived too long and I'm, I'm old and whatever. So I can't be this now. No, that's not true. It is available to anybody. Oh, well, I have, I'm such a busy person. I don't have time for any of this. So I can't even <laughs> think of having this in my life. Well, no, it's for you too. It's for everybody, any, everywhere. And the reason why is because it's our innate state of being. It's who we are innately. So we can't take that away from anyone. If excuses or justifications come up, we can recognize that as the, uh, the dialogue of the mind coming in, trying to keep us safe. This is accessible to everyone at any time. At any time. We don't need to do something. It's literally uh, an, a choice that we make. And it's amazing too, which I love. You know, it doesn't require a a five-step program to get to it. Yeah. I mean, yes, it 
it does accumulate over time more and more. So be, that sense of, of wholeness becomes stronger the more we actually just are in the state of being. But to enter that, that state that we're referring to, there is nothing that needs to be done that will take time or take effort. It is actually the exact opposite. It will be immediate and it doesn't require any effort and over time you can accumulate the sense of wholeness and the liberation that comes with it it's just beautiful all around yeah it's available at all times and there's no exceptions how incredible is that yes i feel like if i was a salesperson and i had to sell it as a product Wow, what a job that would be. It would just sound. (laughs) (laughs) And in saying all of this, you know, it's really not about trying to push it onto anyone and convincing anyone that they need to try this. It is really just about why not try something new, you know? Allowing yourself, giving yourself permission to feel it out, to explore it, and simply remain open-minded and see where it takes you exactly because we can all have relief in our lives many of us don't even know what that feels like I didn't really know what that felt like either (laughs) until very recently in my life because I was identifying with a very alpha high productive type of woman archetype for so so long I didn't know what relief and incredible expansion felt like and I can see now that adapting this way of being it is the way of being that expansion that relief is the way and it can be the theme and the energy of every day it's available there it's that underlying stream and it almost sounds too good to be true or too simple (laughs) as we were saying before but this is the magic of life it is so beautiful, isn't it? It just blows my mind. It's so amazing. It is. And I think calling it the magic of life is a very beautiful, very beautiful way to wrap up today's episode because it encapsulates it so well and so beautifully. Yeah, I agree with you, Max. It's been an absolute pleasure. A pleasure and so inspiring. Thank you so much to you and thank you to everyone listening thank you everyone and we will see you next time we'll see you next time bye bye